Welcome back, guys. This is Anime DGens episode eight. I'm here with my main men, Tyler and Dan, and we're excited to get you guys another banger episode. Uh, what we'll be covering this this episode will be some of our recommended starter anime. I'm very, very excited about that, and I'm sure you guys will be able to use that for some of your friends and family. After that, we'll be going into our weekly rundown with My Hero Academia episode 138, Buddy Daddy's 11, and One Piece episode 1055. After that, we'll be closing out with reviewing one of the classics, Spirited Away. This, this movie's been out for about 20 years, but I just got the chance to watch it, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about this. Tyler, uh, did you see that announcement at Anime Japan? Yeah, they made several announcements, but one of the ones I was most excited for was Season 3 of ReZero was confirmed. Um, Let's go. There's no release date yet. I'm sure that'll come soon at another event. I'm hoping for maybe a early next year release date. So um, if you want to keep up to date with this type of stuff as well, you can follow our Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. So, Yeah, that's really exciting. I know we had been waiting, waiting a while for an official announcement, and we had talked about getting one soon uh, here on the last couple of episodes, so that's good to see. Yeah. Uh, we we also have another one. Spy Family Season 2 is coming out in October. I personally thought what they had been releasing was Season 2, but uh, was incorrect <laughs> about that. So Season 2 is actually coming in October. There's Same. All... This is Season 3. <laughs> yes, this one's, this one's Season 3 <laughs> um, to me. And uh, then we have a new movie, Spy Family Code White, coming out in December. I'm excited to get some more Anya in my life, man. Our best I'm, curious. I'm curious what Code White could be. I think I think it's meant for the dog, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say the dog's <laughs> way, right? <laughs> awesome. We got two other shows coming out in new seasons in July that I know some of us are very excited for. We got Jujitsu Kaisen season number two coming out, as well as Mushoku Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation. So those are two really popular shows and uh excited for July. We got a lot of really good shows coming out, including Bleach and those. So I'm really excited for July. I yes, I, I have a lot of bleach to catch up on. I think I'm only on episode uh, 128, so I'm going to be you're cruising, uh, dude. I'm going to be booking it to finish don't, that. You're hitting um, peak, don't worry. <laughs> dude, I have been. I didn't start off liking it too much, but it's it's been growing on me here lately. And don't forget also, in July, I think we got Kenshin coming up. We do. That is oh. right, man. Yeah. We're going to have to like really figure out the weekly rundown, or like do bi-weekly <laughs> rundowns, and like do eight shows at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. There's just so much good things coming out. Uh, we're, we're, we're really going to be eating this summer. Um, maybe dogs got to eat, baby. Yes, maybe sir. we'll just have to like pick and choose which ones to do each week. You know, which one's Ooh. got the best shit to cover. I don't know. That's, that is true. I could I could deal with that. I could deal with that. But I know JJ JJK is going to be all up in that mug. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, for sure, <laughs> dude. We're getting a flashback arc after a prequel after the original arc, so it makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, they're definitely doing it chronologically. <laughs> very, very confusing to me. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. So we're going to start the show with... We're going to recommend some starter animes. Um, I know that some of you guys have been watching for a long time. Some of you guys are newer to the genre, listening because, you know, we're your homies and we appreciate that. So we figured we'd give you a little taste of uh, what to jump into. 
So uh, Tyler, you want to lead us off with what you would recommend for a first-time anime watcher? Yeah, so I actually got like, um, you know, I wanted to really recommend uh, Naruto. Um, it's such a great show, but um, I really wouldn't recommend watching that unless you know that they like uh, anime or are going to like anime because it is longer, like uh, 720 episodes, I think. Uh, but you can obviously skip the filler or whatever. Um, like if they watch like Avatar: The Last Airbender or something like that, then uh, and they enjoyed it, then I would definitely recommend checking out Naruto next for the anime side of things. Uh, but you know I'm gonna keep it shorter though. Now, uh, this is for like the new people uh, that's never seen it before that might have an interest in it. But you don't know if they're going to make it through a whole 700 episodes. So I'm going to go with Mob Psycho 100. Um, Gas. Yeah, it's I don't know if Bass has seen it yet, but I, I know Dan has. Man. I was yeah. going to stay quiet, but you had to you had to do me out like that. So, yeah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about it, man. Yeah. Uh, so it has three seasons, uh, 37 total episodes, and it's finished already. Unfortunately, my so, favorite words. Yeah, uh, well, not mine. I, I wanted to see it go, you know, longer. But, anyways, it's it's totally doable for a new person watching anime. Um, you have like you got mob mob coon, you know, up in here, and uh, Mubba. yeah, Mabba. Uh, he's he's kind of like the awkward, uh, kind-hearted, you know, main character. And most people's kind of relatable, you know, can relate to him um, at one point in their lives. Um, then you have like Reagan, who is a very funny, one of the, you know, most funny, most hilarious characters, I think, in anime, honestly. Um, he's also the MC and he's the sensei to Mob as well. Uh, I feel like this show does like a good job at including a lot of the side characters as well uh, into the plot of the overall plot of the show. They're like heavily involved in uh, Mob and Reagan's personal growth as well. Um, one things I like about it is the power system like isn't very confusing. It's kind of simple. Like everyone kind of understands it from the get go as well because it's all about psychic powers. Who doesn't know about psychic powers already? You know, it's pretty simple to understand. Um, so uh, the animation is kind of unique as well to it. If you see this uh, show you'll and you see like One Punch Man, which is made by the same dude, uh, you'll also know that they both look alike and like it is unique, and but it doesn't look bad. So um, it's really good animation. Uh, some of the best fight scenes happen in this show, in my opinion, uh, in anime as a whole. Uh, but, like, it's it's just so good. Like, it's, I think, I think I have it rated, I think I have it rated as one of my top ten shows, honestly. Oh, wow. So, um, but it kind of gives you, like, a, um, a little bit of taste of all the genres as well. Uh, it gives you, like, your action, which I said was, you know, had some top tier scenes in it. Uh, it gives you like the slice of life um, kind of vibe going on too with your daily, day to day life of Mob and Reagan. It gives you your, you know, drama and 
stuff as well with that. And it also throws in a little bit of romance with uh, Mob um, as well. So, and like I said, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's one I of like, the, uh, Yeah. I was going to say, I like how we're calling this romance because it's just Mob being Mob. Oh, yeah, well. Like I said, it, Mob's just trying to do his best, bro. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Mob's just trying to do his best. But yeah, um, like it's it's got a little bit of dark moments in it. Um, uh, but for the most part, you know, it's about Mob just trying to like stay normal and and not use his powers for everyday life, even though he's pretty OP. So, um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite animes. It's short. It's very good. It's got some good fight scenes. Get a little bit of everything. Um, uh, like I said, Dan would vouch for it. Uh, and that's basically all I got. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you could convert someone to being a weeb by watching this 37 episodes. Yeah. One of the things that Mob Psycho does fantastically is it's like, it balances action and comedy yeah. so well because it's like the guy is so overpowered, but he's just a total like dweeb. And um, <laughs> that's fun. You can kind of see it come out when he does go to full 100% power. He is like, he could, he could, I'm not going to say he could beat Goku, but like he's up there, you know, he is like world destroying level of power and just some super awkward, really? like high schooler kid. Yeah. Well, we're just talking about 100%. Uh, yeah. There's also, you know, something that goes above that that you see as well. And that's that goes hard, bro. Oh, 120%. Let's be honest. Marks. It's, it's, I was to say, it's it's an anime. Like, when do you only ever stop at 100%, you know? <laughs> you can lose a fight if you do that. We always got to surpass our limits. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, I'll go ahead and go next. Um Thank you for that, Tyler. I, yeah. I, I might have to actually check out Mob Psycho. Um, I wish you would, bro. Cool, cool. I'm, yeah, I'll watch a few episodes and get back to y'all on that. Um, my pick uh, for a good starter anime is Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, this has been animated by uh, MAPPA, you know, one, one of our big anime studios. Some things that I think are easy for a first-time watcher of anime, um, just right off the bat, they're is actually a few very strong women characters. I know that can be a problem for some people just getting into anime. Uh, sometimes they make tropes out of the women or they don't write them well. Um, talking, listening, talking to you, uh, Naruto, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, but the main character himself is very, a kind hearted person. He, you know, he's just a normal guy he starts off that way. And he's actually very relatable. He likes to protect people around them and help them. um, the, the characters are three-dimensional. They don't always make the same jokes. They have their own backstories, which I think is always very good. And probably my favorite thing outside of the fight scenes for this show is the power system. It's very, very well-defined. Uh, it's not confusing at all. It does start to get complicated, but it is not confusing, which I think is good. Um, they don't, and they don't tell you everything right off the bat. And so it's cool to learn alongside our main cast um, and explore new types of techniques and different levels of ability. And for one thing, this, this, this actually came out in 2020 with MAPPA making it, the animation is top tier. The choreograph, the, the choreography of the fights, absolutely excellent. And, uh, and like I said, it's not 
too heavy on fan service. I think that's one of the main things. I know sometimes when I look at things with a ton of fan service where it's a little bit over the top, even being a big fan of anime myself, I can cringe. So that's one thing I did like about this. Um, and it also introduces you to some tropes, like, you know, their version of the, the beach episode where they instead play basketball. So they do still give you those tropes to where you can get introduced to the genre and kind of know what's going on without it being super cringy. Another good thing is this right now, it only has 24 episodes out and a movie. So it's a fairly quick watch. Um, if somebody's really not super into anime, that might take them a month or two. You know, if they're just watching one episode here and there. And some that might seal the deal um, is episode two, like we just talked about, is, is coming soon. So they'll get excited for it. They'll have a movie to watch, and then they'll have some new episodes coming out. And maybe even while they're waiting on that new episode, if they get into it right away, uh, they'll go back to you and ask you for some more things to watch. Because this is a banger. This is a banger. I think everybody, uh, these other two guys sitting here, really like this anime as well. Um, it's Depending on how it continues and finishes, it'll make it into my top 10. But it is absolute fire right now. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody who's watched Jujutsu Kaisen not like it. Like, it is really good quality anime. And season two is coming soon, not episode two. <laughs> Did I say episode two? Yeah. Oh, shit. What <laughs> but yeah, man, and, and then, like, people that have read the manga said if they just follow the manga in, in season two, it's going to be absolutely banging. So I got high hopes Shabuya. for it. <laughs> yes, sir. So with the movie and everything, the timeline can get a little confusing, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. So it's worked for two people for me already. Um, oh. I have two friends that recently got into anime in the last year, year and a half. I've introduced them to Jujutsu Kaisen. I said, hey, watch this. This shit is gas. And they, they have actually started watching more and more shows. So that's why I actually recommended it. Uh, you got anything, uh, Dan? Yeah. So I was actually, I was between a few shows trying to figure this out at first. You know, um, the first one I was thinking was Death Note because in America, psychological thrillers are just top notch. Like, I don't know any, like, I almost picked that one too, man. Person who doesn't love, like, a good, like, detective versus bad guy show. And it is fantastic for that. And I was also kind of thinking Hunter Hunter for a while, but um, that's pretty complex. And yeah, yeah. You got you gotta you gotta kind of it's it's a little deep, and if you're not really paying attention, it's you're, it's gonna go right over your head. So I ended up picking one of my favorite shows and a show that is considered one of the greatest animes of all time, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I've watched this multiple times. Um, I'm actually rewatching it right now because. You know, had to refresh the memory. So I'm about on episode 22, I think. Had a nice uh, 10 hours of a plane. So thank God we can download shows onto our phones, boys. I know. We're living in the golden age. And uh, just to point out, I am recommending Brotherhood. Not the original run where they got ahead of the manga and kind of changed the ending. So make sure you watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood if you check this out. Looking at you, so Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see what y'all doing. Y'all trying to make me watch it now. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I was like eighty percent like, yeah, this is like the best starter anime, and I was also twenty percent like, I gotta get this fucking jackass to watch Full Metal because he needs to. He needs to. It'll uh, make your so life I, better. Sorry. Dan, I guess to start, uh, the show is complete. It's sixty-four episodes of the rock-solid pacing. So pacing is a major issue in a lot of anime. 
Um, we all watch our 720 to 1000 episode shows and um, there's filler. There's times where it moves kind of slow because they're trying to not get too close to the manga, things like that. So this was started right before the manga ended. So they like there was no issues with it. Uh, the other reason I picked it was, you know, being at 64 episodes, it's not like you're trying to make somebody watch Naruto or One Piece where they got to watch like seven, eight episodes a day to try and catch up because for like a non-anime fan, that has got to be fucking brutal. Yeah, when I when I tell people, um, well, when I was catching up to One Piece, that, that wasn't my goal. You can't have that as a goal when you start watching that this late. I was telling them, hey, you know, I've been watching this show for like six months. They're like, oh, you're not caught up yet? Then I tell them how many episodes and they're like, you're, you're insane. Why would you do that? I was like, because it's peak, but whatever. So I, that's a good idea. Recommending something that doesn't have 700, a thousand episodes. Good, good job there. And then the last thing I was looking for was a show that was complete because I didn't want to turn somebody on to something like Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, wow. Where, you know, they catch up and then they're just sitting there like yearning for more. There's no closure, you know? But that that's when you say like, hey, you know what's kind of like Jujutsu Kaisen, but longer and you can stay watch it for a while? Naruto. <laughs> if I was going to go from JJK to something, it would not be Naruto. It'd probably be Bleach because... I think the the the, the manga, a little more uh, similar. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that show is heavily influenced no, no, by Bleach. Listen, listen Naruto and G- JJK is very similar. You got three main characters, right? You got you got Yuji Itadori, have the you know uh, Sukuna, you know inside him, a beast inside him, and you got Naruto got three main characters, right? And a sensei, the Boka senseis who look alike, Gojo <laughs> and Kakashi. And Naruto has a beast inside him and Karama. Like, how is that not similar? I mean, it is, but I'm just more saying that he <laughs> got a lot of his influence from Bleach. I, I, I got what you're saying. I'm fair, just saying, fair. like, as a look, as a as looks, you know, they're pretty similar. Basics. Facts, so, like, dude. F- for, for me, rewatching Naruto as an adult was tough. I think I was having nightmares of him just screaming, <laughs> Believe it in my dreams all the Not time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's it's a haul, man. That, that's a that's a, a one of the longer ones, especially if you don't skip filler. I was low key sad that Tyler didn't pick Naruto, so I couldn't say Dr. Bio, but we got one in there, folks. We got one in. <laughs> I think you did. I think I've watched Naruto all the way through at least five or six times uh, in the last five years. So. But you were savage though. Yeah. yeah, that's we that's, just trying to get them started, man. You were savage. That's, that's an obsession, dude. That's like beyond <laughs> of like starter anime. That's like I have a problem, and I love spiky haired blonde characters and and ramen. But I'll explain. I'll explain myself, okay? So y'all don't y'all don't think I'm weird or nothing. So I I actually converted people to watching Naruto, but under one condition that I would watch it with them. Well, like on the same pace as they did. You see what I'm saying? So. That way they could talk about so it. So people would actually watch it. That's crazy. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> way that way we my Naruto slumber it. party. <laughs> I'll make Rob bottom over, bro. <laughs> I got you guys headbands. <laughs> nah, that's Dan. He's got the damn headbands, bro. That headband is older than you are, Tyler. Even alone. I think this man once <laughs> drunkly convinced me to get a headband. I, I, it's somewhere in my closet. 
So yeah, yeah that's, that's more like Dan. That's more like Dan, actually. Well, uh, back to peak fiction. <laughs> no, we just left it. So we've all... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we all mentioned power scaling. We all pick shows that actually do a pretty good job of introducing that well. So the nice thing with Full Metal Alchemist, it's like Ed has his power. He's already really skilled with it. And so does everybody else. Like, you don't just come in and watch some scrawny little kid become Ninja Jesus <laughs> out of nowhere. That's fair. And there's, there's no ass pulls where somehow he has a demon inside of him who takes over and wins the fight for him. That's one thing. That's one thing I really do love about that show. There are no ass pulls. No, there are none. Everything is earned in that show. It's awesome. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. No, dude. Bounce in, man. We're convincing him to watch Peak. It's all good. We need all the info we can this get. This shit is goaded, yeah. I don't I don't think um Mob Psycho has any ass pulls either, do they? Not that I know of. I think like the, middle, the first time you see him go like one hundred percent full power, it is kind of an ass pull because like you're building it up to it, but you have no idea. And then all of a sudden he just like goes like Super Saiyan three out of nowhere and just starts leveling yeah. cities and throwing trucks and shit. All you hear is do 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 <laughs> but uh so going off of that you know there's no ass pulls there's no plot armor to make your like main character super strong uh the animation is super consistent through the show like there's no lapses where you have like where it looks like they're saving the budget for the fights you know like sometimes you see shows where like characters are bouncing up and down at 10 fps so they're just doing constant face shots because well they're saving the money for the good fights and Full Metal doesn't do that, um, which is awesome. And the fight scenes are really well animated. Uh, going on that, you know, we've all talked a little bit about fan service, which is you know a major turnoff for non-weeb folks, because frankly, if I was watching a show for the first time and there were just boobs everywhere and I wasn't used to that, I'd be kind of I'd be kind of weirded out, you know? Yes, I'm I'm very desensitized to it, but I've been watching We're uh, all anime with non-anime watchers, and I'm I'm like, oh shit, I forgot this was in here. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be watching it with uh, other people, but I'd be okay with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and going off a of fan service, so the women of the Full Metal World are all like badass, like they're all extremely strong military women. Like the closest thing you'll find to fan service is Winry, and that's just because she's not in a military uniform, like. That's it, you know? Yeah, every other girl there will absolutely wipe the floor with me. <laughs> For sure. And you'd let them. And then, like, I guess getting into the, you know, the meat and potatoes of it, like, the plot is just the perfect balance of drama and action. And they infuse comedy into it, like, flawlessly. It's not overbearing or cliche. There's none of the classic anime tropes. It's just a good fucking story. Uh, the world building is really good. Like every episode just feeds into the next one perfectly. Like you never feel like you're lost. Which is huge because sometimes when you're watching a show that's longer, you're like, I missed something. I have no idea where this character is coming from. Like that doesn't happen in Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, all the characters are incredibly deep and you can like actually like feel their emotions. Like you can feel the pain, determination, anger of the main characters and of the side characters. Um... Yeah, I mean, the entire series just laid out in such a super engaging and exciting way. Uh, the villains are all based off the Seven Deadly Sins, so that's classic throwback to, like, the real world and, like, I don't want to say mythology, true. but, you know, real-world legends. 
And before beliefs. before you get through that point, I would like to tell our audience or anybody that has not watched this, the king of Black Air Force energy is in this anime. I swear to you. He is vicious <laughs> and he hardly sweats on folk. So, I mean, he's one of my favorite characters, villains ever, and he's in this. I know I've been going on and on along with Dan about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but one of those seven deadly sins is is an absolute master. I oh love yeah. It. Oh, for sure. And it's like this is one of those shows that just when it ends, like it's almost like euphoric. Like you just feel so good. You're like, I just sat down and watched a goddamn masterpiece. And I think yes, it's sir. really tough to find a show that you can do that with like 70 episodes. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. So I think two weeks before this, I watched Death Note, which is also a really good show to to start with. Um and then I watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I don't think I watched anime for like a month after because I was like, I'm not going to find anything that good right now that I can watch that quickly. <laughs> I was like, I need to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> I need to go work on myself after this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for so sure, man. It, it's, it is very, very hard to find something that, that stands up. And like you said, once you get done, it is a euphoric feeling. And then after that was a moment of dread. I was like, I can't watch that for the first time again anymore. Never again. This is yep. like up there with like, I mean, this is like my one A and one piece is like my one B. Like, I don't know which one I put higher. And if I had to like pick one to rewatch for the first time again, it'd probably be one piece just because it's so long. And I could enjoy it for like five, six months, but I could finish this in like two weeks, you know? Very true. And, and I might even put it above so one. Good. What'd you say? I said, and the pacing would be so good watching it like that. One piece, watch, is, one piece again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watching One Piece just like on Crunchyroll back to back <laughs> is way better than having to watch it weekly. But I oh. think we all, everybody that watches it knows that at this point. And I guess my last note is for all you short kings out there, Edward is your main character. He is a short dude. There's a lot of short jokes, but he overcomes and he strives and there's a little time skip at the end and he's, he's maybe a little taller. So there's yes, hope sir. for all you guys out there. Yes, sir. If Edward can do it, y'all can do it. So yeah, I, I also I also got some good news by the way. So I told the boys, you know, I'm off for like the next two weeks. So maybe, maybe we'll try to get some uh, Full Metal uh, Alchemist Brotherhood watching. Maybe, maybe at least twenty episodes. Maybe he's gonna finish it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna start. <laughs> he's gonna, off, like, he's gonna oh, finish it. Yeah, but this I is believe... one of those shows too where it's it's early two thousand like. 2009 to 2012 or something like that so it has the classic anime intro where like they recap the last episode so in reality you're really watching like 15 minutes dude you can get four episodes in an hour you're good dude you're out of there in no time <laughs> i'm gonna be hitting your line asking you about it so hey, be prepared hey you better be prepared to uh hit me back and uh tell me I about the mob psycho, psycho bro yeah i got you i got you yeah <laughs> I'll make I'll a deal do with what you. I'm doing. You want to you want to you want to strike a deal right now? What's up with it? All right, ten episodes, two weeks. I know you can you can do more than that, but I'm gonna check with you in two weeks. And we're gonna see where we're at. All right, all right, all right. And I'll keep us a same. check, y'all. Damn. Cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy it because <laughs> I could go watch ten episodes of Mob Psycho again. No problem, dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. We got, oh, got some I stakes now. I guess my last note for Full Metal is that the dub is actually really good. 
So I'm not even telling you to read subtitles, guys. That is that is important for a first time watcher. Like you don't even have Ooh, to read subtitles. That is a great one. So I going back to Jujutsu Kais in the dub for that is actually pretty good too. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about, about the Mob Psycho dub. I don't know either. Mob Psycho subbed is so much better, I'm sure, honestly. Reagan and Mob is the voices and subbed is top tier. So I just okay. can't imagine hearing like Mob Psycho without Mob Mubba. Would Mabu. just be so Mabu would just be Mabu. so fucking sad. <laughs> Mabu Kun. Mabu Kun. <laughs> and and I will go off what Tyler said. I wanted to say it earlier. So uh two of those shows are by Studio Bones, uh Full Metal and Mob Psycho are Studio Bones. And uh Jujutsu Kaisen is Mappa, they're all top tier anime studios, so you're not gonna miss out on that. And Reagan is one of the funniest anime characters I've seen in my life. He is the biggest fraud in the world, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> He's so good though. Like Usopp level? No. Y- yeah, uh, actually, yeah. yeah. Like imagine shit. like Kakashi and Usopp had a baby. But he's oh, so wow. much funnier, bro. Okay. Usopp does get on my nerves sometimes. Especially dubbed Usopp. Yeah. Terrible voice. Ugh. Reagan ain't whiny. So he's okay, he's, that's good. he's top he's, tier, bro. He's the king of ass pulls, dude. Yeah. His, his <laughs> whole character is an ass pull if you want the honest answer. Yeah. So you you're gonna you're gonna love him. Cool. Most cool. People, I'm most, excited. That's uh that's most people's number one on uh Mob Psycho is Reagan. So <laughs> bad, bad. I I think we have a really good like no miss list right here. Yeah. Like if somebody I, I can't say for Mob Psycho, but if somebody doesn't like full metal or jujitsu kaisen, you, you know, they, they weren't they ain't made for this. They're not built like this. <laughs> I'm gonna the go pacing, ahead and say no. The pacing for all of them is, you know, pretty good. Uh so Yeah. It's, should keep them entertained for sure and you can see dimple dimple is the best my favorite character in all of mob psycho so dimple sama <laughs> awesome well i think we recommended some great shows there if you guys have any questions make sure to hop in the discord and ask away if you go to linktree.com slash anime degens you can find our discord our oh i almost just said linkedin holy shit <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we don't go, have man. one of those yet. My, my boss would we'll have ever get questions, one. man. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get one of those. We're not trying to find a job for all three. Uh, maybe we are trying to find a job for all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Doing this would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be dope. But our Discord, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all that shit is on there. And uh, we might start doing some Twitch streams soon, too. So check that out. Super yeah. spicy. Awesome. Tyler, you want to uh, get us into the rundown? Oh, yeah. So... This week we got uh, Buddy Daddy's episode 11, uh, My Hero Academia 138, and also One Piece 1055. We'll start it out with uh, Buddy Daddy's um, episode 11 called Ed- Everyone Will Be Hypocrites. Quick little summary goes like uh, with Miri gone from the apartment, Kazuki and Ray are going through the motions of life with nothing to keep him there. Ray tells Kazuki to keep the apartment as he plans to go back to his father after the new year. Soon, Ray learns that Miri, Misaki, and Kazuki are still in danger. It's time to act. So, in this episode, we see the show go back to its darker, violent ways. And a few big things happen, with one of them being what happens to Miri's mom. Uh, Care to let everyone know what happens, Bass? So, um, we had our man Ogino... Uh, that that creepy last words guy with it with his little black book, uh, Cap Misaki, you know, yeah, shot her in cold <laughs> blood. 
Um, I'm not going to say I was happy to see her go, but I don't like bad mothers. So there, there, there is. Um, <laughs> um, but no, well, it was no actually, she was trying, man. She had a change of heart and she was trying to be a good mom. Clink, clink, and you bow, just, bow, bow, bow. It wasn't a clink. It was more of a silence. Like, something like that. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I'm not saying she deserved it, but like I ain't sad about it at the Damn. same time. I'm more I'm more concerned about how that's gonna affect Miri. Um But yeah, like I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um there was a lot of action and like you said, it went back to its a little bit darker ways. A lot of the middle part of this anime was very, very happy and cheery. Um but it's it's the second to last episode. Uh yeah. guys, how do you think this is isn't it the second to last episode? I just want to make sure before yeah, I think counting 8.5 as an episode or just kind of like a recap uh i think it was uh, a recap i don't think it was like an actual episode because they went okay, they, they we're went getting 8. one 5. or two more one or two more i'm not sure based on I that mean, okay so it might be one more honestly i thought uh, it was 12 i'm not sure it said 13 13 yeah okay but um, that all depends on if 8.5 is an episode yeah. or not so yeah that'd be we'll kind see. of that'd be kind of bs if they did count it because they called it 8.5 but hey well, I was going to say, that, too, like, there's a lot to close out here. And if they do it in one episode, I think it's going to feel really rushed or very true. intense. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess we'll let everybody know next week. Probably we'll probably know more. So, yeah. well, yeah, we'll have we'll have some really <laughs> sappy credits or not, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of the ending of the story, like Tyler, like what would be like a satisfying end for you? I know that's a big uh, question, but, you know. Give me what you got. Like, obviously, you know, we want, uh, we would want Mary to be back with the Papas, obviously, you know. Yes, but, right. you know, you would want somehow to find a happy, uh, e- even ground on where Mary's mom was still alive. Because at some point, you know, you are going to have to break the news to Mary and, uh, that is true. What what are you gonna tell her? Are you gonna tell her the truth? Or are you gonna like tell her some kind of bullshit lie? You know, either way, she's gonna find out eventually. And you know, um, so um I would have liked to seen Mary's mom living still, um with uh Ray and Kazuki kinda in her life as well, maybe like a switch off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I would have liked to seen, but unfortunately, uh you um thought that that plan was the best and we see how it turned out so yeah yeah definitely a uh miss miss uh fire on q's part there um going back to the whole breaking misaki's death to miri though i think they can pull this off without actually telling her that she was murdered because she was dying of cancer oh yeah so i think you kind of just be like yeah your mother was really sick and before we could see her again she passed away because like i can't imagine because you're not going to tell her that right away i mean she's four no and um she had just seen her but you could like i just can't imagine being like yeah your mother was shot in the stomach by an assassin because we're assassins as well i don't think that would go over very well oh and by the way we killed your real papa True, yeah, as well. Yeah, we Shoot. killed one well, he, he, and got the other one killed. That that, that you can't yeah. say that. that he you, wasn't a papa. He was a sperm donor, no. dude. I mean, he was kind of <laughs> shooting in her direction anyway. So yeah, I, I can get along with that. 
but going back to your first question about like a satisfying end of the story, I want to see Rain Kazuki go rain fucking fire on the yeah. Suwa family residence. And I want to see that prick of Gino murdered in cold blood. And I want a really, really satisfying joke about his last words. That's yeah. what I need. Oh, that would be so good. Uh, I think that needs to happen too, because even if they like escape somewhere, even if it's outside of Japan, like they just took the Siwa clan air with them. You know, like they're not going to let them go. So I think they have to go deal with that situation to be able to take care of Miri and not be looking over their shoulder for the rest of their lives. Well, they now, definitely dude, have to. Pop that out, go lie on a nice beach in Tahiti. Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad life, right? <laughs> <laughs> um so we don't get to watch these too much uh we've watched i think a couple of them on, on during our podcast our time doing this podcast but how do you guys like these like short self-contained anime like what you uh tell do you think there's like some advantages or disadvantages is there things you like about it or don't well um that's that's kind of a tw- tricky question i think uh Fair. it just depends on uh few things like uh if they have like good pacing um set out um sometimes with these like shorter self-contained anime uh they'll try to rush things really fast and it'll it'll end up being like shit but i think like uh buddy daddies has done a really good job um with uh pacing um you know a lot of times we complain about slow pacing but with these shorter anime shorter contained animes like you're talking about it's usually the other way around. Usually every, they just cram everything in together and right. just uh, see if it works. And usually it, it leaves you feeling confused and uh, um, disappointed, usually. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to, going off that, you know, it is really nice to not have to watch 700 episodes of something. <laughs> like, we're, we're getting kind of old and kind of busy. Like, we don't all have time for that anymore. Yes, sir. (laughs) But like Tyler said, it's tough, though, because, you know, they can't dive into things as much as, you know, some of us would like. But I feel like Buddy Daddy's did a really good job with it. Um, I haven't finished Revenger yet, but that's kind of a parallel in that sense. You know, that's going to be a one anime or one season anime. All right. That was 12 episodes. Yeah. 12 episodes. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like the perfect parallel. Yeah. We just haven't finished that. Um, But personally, for me, you know, that 50 to 100 episode show is kind of the sweet spot. I'm, I can agree with that. It has time to like get into the individual characters as people, but still, you know, push the story along. And and like you guys are saying, like yeah, on these shorter shorter shows, they can like cram a lot in. And it's like okay, like a lot of this came out of nowhere, uh, which I don't think uh, Buddy Daddies did that in this case. But I generally like the shorter ones, like you said, Dan. Like we we have things going on. We got to go to work. We got to come home and take care of things. So just being able to pop on a couple episodes for like a week. And be done with a story is is a big advantage to me, uh, especially when it's something well done like Buddy Daddies. I also like Revengers, so I, I like them. I haven't been introduced to too many of these where it's this short, but I've liked the two that I've watched. You know, the last yeah, couple it's months. it's kind of like when you watch like an OVA, say like which is you know usually like a four or five or six episode like offshoot of an anime, and they usually really focus in on the plot and those. So those are always fun, but um. One of the things that Buddy Daddies did really well so far is it hasn't introduced like too many characters that matter. And sometimes with these shorter animes, you'll have like 20 characters, you're bouncing around names and like they just show up like once on episode two and then six episodes later, they're back and you're trying to figure out what the point of it is. But Buddy Daddies kind of did a good job not doing that. I mean, 
Miri has her school friends, the teacher. But besides that, it's really just the family on both Ray's side and, you know, Miri, Kazuki, Ray, yeah. and their mother, you know? I mean, there's maybe seven, eight plot pushers, and a lot of them are grouped around each other, so it's easy to get through that. Yeah. And hell, uh, most of them, like, most of the side ones, like uh, Miri's uh, daycare teacher and stuff, we mm-hmm. don't even know their names. We just know their job Miss Anna. or their role, you know. Yeah. What, what the fuck? Yeah, bro, uh, <laughs> bro, Miss Anna. She, she, Look, it's not important. She's dummy thick, dude. Come on, stupid thick. It's not important to know their names. Just know what Don't they do. What, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Your reading comprehension needs some work, my friend. <laughs> but uh, the. The one thing that uh, I don't, another thing that I don't like about these kind of animes, though, like uh, these shorter ones, um, there's also like when you get done with them, you know, with a shorter anime, uh, you want to go and sometimes you want to go and read the, you know, LN or, you know, the manga or whatever, you know, you want to read and see what's next while you're waiting for, a, you know, second season announcement, stuff like that. Well, most of these don't even have like, um, very far into the uh you know source material uh like buddy daddies they don't even have any source material so well, I, I was gonna say that really depends on the show but the beauty yeah. of buddy daddies is it's gonna be a self-contained one shot yeah so we don't need to worry about that we should get a really good resolution at the end of it i hope you would hope they better but, not fucking butcher the ending of this after we just watched and talked about it for freaking you know two but, three months even even after like we see the ending we obviously me as a slice of life guy, I would want to see like what happens after. You see what I'm saying? Not just what happened to get to where we are at this point. What happens in the happy after? You know what I mean? Like I said, if we dude, get a beach, happy after, beach on Tahiti, living the dream. <laughs> I want to see it though. I want to. <laughs> I want to read about it. <laughs> All right, two things. Okay. Tyler doesn't like to read, and he All doesn't right. like closure. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> GG's. They caught me. <laughs> Going back to the plot of this episode, um, you know, I was really, really heartbroken seeing Masaki get murdered in cold blood like that. Um, you know, obviously we had some reservations. Some of you guys had some reservations. I was hopeful that she was gonna turn it around to be a really good mom, and she was definitely trying. I mean, there's a scene where she cooks Mary dinner and Mary goes, mm-hmm. My hamburger steak tastes different, and it goes to the kitchen and shows that it was handmade fresh ingredients like she cooked the thing not just yeah. buying a frozen one at the gas station and throwing in the microwave and seeing her put in that kind of effort to really like be a mother for Miri was absolutely heartbreaking to see that she got murdered in cold blood like that and yeah her own oh. blood sweat and tears was put in that literally so yeah she cut herself a few times that is right yeah um yeah she was really trying and but i'm gonna how I started this segment, I'm gonna, I want to give you guys some, um, some perspective on how I was thinking about the whole thing. Okay, Mary's four years old. Um, the mom gets cancer. She says she's going to die in, what, four months, six months. Uh, she walks into a situation where her daughter is really thriving. She's going to a, good, a really good school. Um, she has two people that care about her. Um, it didn't make sense to, to me. And, you know, I'm not a parent or anything, but it didn't make sense to take her out of that situation. And then you're gonna die in four months in 120 days. Well, that, at that at that point, like as a parent, 
I feel like she's uh, trying to uh, undo her wrongs, you know, at that point and try to, um, you know, um, just uh, try to forgive herself, I think, though. Well, that as well, though, I mean, Q called her and said, hey, yo, your daughter's living with a couple of assassins who murder people for a living. Well, he didn't say that, did he? He said said it was dangerous. Okay, okay, okay. So obviously she's fucking concerned. And I think she did try and make the right call there. I just think it it was fucking tragic to see her just get fucking right in the fucking gut, you know? Yeah, I I don't dislike her. I'm, I'm very indifferent to that woman. Um... But, I just, yeah, I, I can see how that's sad. Bass is a mama's like, boy. If none of you guys knew that, <laughs> <laughs> I just <Wow>. like uh, <laughs> how it um, makes us kind of hate her and not like her. The episode before, and then it somehow turns that around and makes us like feel sad for her. Like they've done a really good job at that in the next episode. Just the turnaround of emotions that it made us feel towards her like not many anime That's can true. do that you know with only a few episodes too no it was, yeah, like, it was said, like one episode yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure there's a scene in this non-existent manga where fucking naruto reaches <laughs> his hand out and says you can change you can be better and that's what happened <laughs> she got talk no jutsu off screen crazy <laughs> y'all go watch naruto to see what's up see see what we're talking about or just go on twitter and see a couple no. meme, meme panels so, oh, oh the memes are going crazy that. with that panel right now man i've been <laughs> enjoying those. adolf hitler yeah i saw that bro <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late man i don't know naruto i don't know dog <laughs> but i guess so the episode closes with um they get miri out of the situation with ogino uh, basically, they fake call the cops, but they actually call the cops, but they kind of fake it with Q in the background. And they're like, this is the police. And he runs off and they get her out of there and they go to a safe house. And we see a lot of conviction from Ray at the very end of this episode, saying that he wants to be Miri's parent. He wants to be in her life. He doesn't care what he has to do to do it. And that was fucking awesome. It is. Yeah. He's not a very emotional guy. So it's good to see like that level of commitment out of him, him verbalizing it at least. Definitely. Um, I thought we'd see Kazuki, you know, being on that side of things, but to see Ray do it, like that was a, you know, it blew my mind, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Kazuki just really wants to protect her, and he thinks the best way to protect her is to put her out of harm's way. But Ray's like, "Nah, we're burning this place down. We're burning this place down for my daughter." And I'm like, "Hell, fucking yes, go, boy! You know he's got the skills." Yeah, yeah. he does. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with the Seawa clan. I'm really excited for the next episode or two. Hopefully we don't two. know. Sure, we Hopefully don't know. two. Hopefully two. But Tyler, you want to get us into My Hero? Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, we're going to move on to My Hero Academia 138 called No Man is an Island. Um, quick summary before we go- head into this. Uh, as Deku is getting some much needed relaxation, All Might is confronted by Stain, who has been lurking in the shadows. They are given an important piece of information that changes everything. Um, I believe this is the last episode of the season, and there's not a whole lot of action happening, uh, but that doesn't mean big things didn't happen. We start off by finally seeing seeing what Stain wants with All Might. He just wanted to talk, apparently. Uh, Dan, what do you, you want to talk about? 
Yeah, so Stain was basically tailing All Might and Deku for a while now because during the Tartarus breakout, he was able to obtain some really important data. I'm not sure what yet. Like, they, they kind of went into it, but not really. They're deciphering it. It's supposed to take 38 days. I think they said something about, uh, like, how they got into Tartarus, um, right? Yeah, so they, he, they actually did decipher it during the episode. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they said it was going to take... Oh, wait, what, no, what was the, the whole 38 yeah, days thing about then? We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, but the information that he got was, okay, it was, like, communications and reports of failed systems. So, like, when you say your app goes down, it sends a report to the, whoever makes the app. It was pretty much that on those files. So they oh, can okay. understand how Tartarus was attacked, which is very important. And then he also gave them information about uh, Shigaraki's recovery time. And that's the piece of information that kind of really changed everything because they thought it was going to be eight, at least eight full weeks. And they were 35 days in. And he actually, instead of them having three to four more weeks... Or longer, they have three days to get ready. So that's that's what the information was. So gotcha. I missed that. I thought they were yeah. talking about deciphering it. Yeah, I, I remember the whole part about like radio waves. Basically, Shigaraki and All for One were communicating via communicating via radio waves, which is also what was disrupting all the robots and everything else. But I must have missed the part where they're saying that they already deciphered it. I thought they were saying it was going to take long to decipher the data. Oh no, they they got three days to prepare now. Whoops. It's fucking going down. My reading comprehension needs some work. <laughs> Let's just... Good, look. We're going to rely on Bass from now on. Just uh, let him, let oh, him wow. Oh, have you seen this shade. man's spelling? Oh, no. It is atrocious. I ain't going to hold you, dog. It is atrocious. If <laughs> <laughs> you follow Bass on Twitter, half his tweets get deleted or reset out. I, I, want, I, want, I once misspelled my name in front of a, a bank teller, and I just walked out. I was like, I can't, I can't stand up to this shade. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Top five most embarrassing moment of my life. Um, but but yeah. going back to Stained. Yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> so during the scene where he's handing over the data, he's basically grilling All Might because All Might is just a shell of himself. <laughs> and um, it really brings you to like a cool point in Stained's character arc. I think it brought it really full circle because Stained doesn't hate heroes. No. He hates heroes who are in it for the fame and the money and like the popularity. And he does respect true heroes like All Might and Deku who want to protect society. And what's happening now is not Stain's idea of what society should be at all. And that's why he's helping the heroes with this data. And he gave kind of All Might a really, really backhanded pep talk. I think is that a good way to dope. put it. I think yeah. it was a good way to put it as a backhanded pep talk. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure whether he didn't believe it was actually All Might or if he was just insulting him, telling him to get his crap together. But by the end, it was like, hey, man, how dare you call yourself All Might? You sitting around here frowning, moping around. You're not even helping anybody. And I think, that, I think All Might needed to hear that. He still needs, yeah. even though he doesn't have his, you know, swole body, he needs to be helping people because he is still a symbol. Um, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was really ironic how Stain, even though he's the, you know the hero killer, the big bad at one point in the show, is coming back around and actually saving Japan pretty much, because they wouldn't, they'd be screwed if they didn't know he'd be ready in three days. Yeah, oh you definitely. Know? And yeah. I, 
also really like really like how Stained used the woman who was actually coming and cleaning the graffiti off of the All Might statue and everything else. Be like, look, that's that's the people you saved. Like it was actually the woman, the last woman he saved um, during his big fight for All for One. So like bringing her back into the story was just incredible, in my opinion. Yeah, what do you think about that, Tyler? Um, like. I, I just want like it doesn't really say it um I don't think unless it did but I think that Stain um called All Might there and kind of had that planned out with the the lady uh coming to uh clean the statue and stuff um I I, I felt like that was a, a planned out thing to try to get All Might back on track because like y'all said he doesn't really hate heroes and he doesn't want to work with the villains because he's against villains as well. Uh, he just hates fake heroes. So, um, I felt like he needed to, he felt like he needed to, um, you know, get all my back on track in order to, uh, for all my, to be a big, um, boost on the current heroes which they need to experience that all might has. So that is I, very true. Yeah, and, definitely. And one thing I, I didn't really think about before stain started talking to all might was like, yeah, we knew Deku was way out in left field and messed up, but I don't think I had really thought about all might in that way as well, because I would, I was no longer expecting anything out of him, but uh, yeah, stain has such a high regard from him. And he's like, no, you gotta, you still have to do more than what you're doing. You're just following around Deku, man. And I need more than that. And they yeah. do. They really do. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it was kind of hard. Like, I noticed it a couple times this season, but it was just hard when the focus was so much on uh, Midoriya, you know? Yeah. And Dark Deku. His emo face was fucking <laughs> top tier, man. <laughs> um, Talking about those two, do you, do you think... Uh, Deku and All Might's relationship is going to return to normal after this, or you think it's going to be a little different than it was before? Uh, go ahead, Dan. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think, no, yeah, I think it's going to, uh, I think it's going to return more to the normality of what it was. I don't know if it can ever get back to that, like, full on mentor, like, here's how to use your powers role, but I think he can be more of a guiding light, essentially, you know, for Deku and push him in the right direction. I mean, all Might was the symbol of peace for a long fucking time. And Deku, you know, is he's he's young blood. He's coming up. He's got a lot of power. He's broken as all hell, but you know, he still doesn't have that battle experience and things like that. So I think that's more what he's gonna lean on All Might for is like, hey, what's the right thing to do here? I mean, obviously Deku has a very, very heroic character and mm -hmm. he cares about everyone in society, but I think it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to transform it into something a little different, like you said. Uh, it's going to be more of a hands-off mentor. Kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of advising him on what to do instead of trying to, you know, teach him about his powers. He can talk to all the the previous users of, of um, One for All now. So he has he still has that those people in a role, in that role. But yeah, I think uh, All Might's going to be, be looking a little different. Their relationship's going to be looking a little different. Definitely. And honestly, like, uh, it's not just Deku who needs uh, All Might's, uh, you know, help and guidance. I think all the younger heroes and plus the, you know, 
current heroes as well. Kind of like Endeavor could use some guidance right now as number one hero. You know, he's receiving the most backlash he's ever had in his life. And I feel like All Might could help the whole situation, honestly. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with the whole hero rankings because that's just just thrown out the window now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that was kind of night refreshing to see. I mean, I was kind of bummed about it, but it was kind of refreshing was to see like Midoriya get back to like being with his friends in like school life and like you know those casual interactions and everything. Um, but I think you know that was kind of lame for me because I was loving this last arc. Yeah. And you know, it's like, all right, they're talking, that's fine, but like, I want some more action, you know? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed uh, Dark Deku. Um, I think my hero academia was really in their bag with that. I had been waiting for Deku, I've, I've said this almost every episode, I've been waiting for him to grow up a little bit, and I think he has. Um, but season six, I thought was a banger. Uh, this being the la- last episode, I mean. You guys have a ranking for it in as far as the seasons of My Hero Academia. This is one of your favorites, not so favorite. Oh, it's definitely one of my favorite seasons due to the whole. I mean, like the whole season was just action packed. And that's what I was kind of saying. It's a kind of a downer that it ended on such a relaxed note. I wasn't expecting that. I, I guess yeah. it was set up to that, you know, the last couple of episodes. But I, 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 you know, when you have so much action throughout a season, I kind of expected to end on a super high note. Yeah, but they did give us a really nice cliffhanger with the whole Shigaraki's going to be back full power in three days. So it kind of did a really good job setting up season seven. And they did an even better job introducing Marikamami. Because let me tell you, (laughs) I'm very excited for Star and Stripe. She looks like she could crush like a fucking Mack truck between those thighs, dude. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. It, it looked like freaking all my 2.0 over there. It was nuts. I was not expecting that. And uh, I actually thought it was a little weird that these these top heroes, and I hadn't thought about it, the top heroes from other countries were, it seemed like they were kind of in the dark because they were saying, oh, they need help. And you would think in, like in, the, in the real world, major cities in Japan getting destroyed would be worldwide news for like weeks, right? And it's been that way for a month. Well, so have I, we have we ever like heard of like the other nations outside of Japan uh, at all? And if they have any kind of hero uh, system as well, have uh, we ever heard that until now? Yeah, we did hear about it back when All Might did his like internship. Essentially, is what I'm going to call it. He went to America for a little bit. Okay, and um. I think that's where he either met Star and Stripe or influenced her in some way, which is why she looks just like him. Not a coincidence. I think, I don't think that was a coincidence. I think there's gonna be some really good backstory with that. Yeah, but, she, called, um, she called All Might Master. So yeah, I mean that that's one of his apprentices, since we know he has at least two now. But going back to what you were saying about how the other heroes don't know what's going on, I think they do know what's going on, but it's one of those things where. You're like in a hero agency and you can't necessarily like there's like an organization that oversees all the hero agencies. And I think stepping out of line is very frowned upon. And it's also a thing, too, that they brought up in the U.N. scene when they were like, you know, if we take all our best heroes and send them to Japan, we're going to have a lot of issues in our own countries, you know, 
villains are right. going to rise up because of that absence. So it's kind of it's it's a double edged sword of like we want to send them, but we're going to be screwed if not, you know. Yeah, I, I could see how it would come to a breaking point for some of the top heroes in other countries at this point. But I'm I, yeah, I was just to, I was just a little taken taken off guard there. I'm just trying to figure out like um, when did All Might and Dilm actually call for help? Did they just now call for help since they know that Shigaraki's going to be there in three days, or did they like why not call for help after the Tartarus event and try to take down Shigaraki and all the stuff like ASAP? With like um, all the other heroes coming in, like you don't even have to have like a bunch of heroes. You just have to have like uh, the n- number ones or number twos coming in to help, and that would be, I think, I feel like uh, a lot of help um, based on what's going on in my hero uh, verse right now. Uh, and they could have probably found Shigaraki uh, fast, you know, and maybe took I, him I down before, so, you know, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm like with you, Bass. I just don't understand this, uh, the situation. So, yeah, I think the the danger level got amplified exponentially when they found out that it was going to be three days, and that's when they called him. If that makes sense. Yeah, I just don't know why they didn't call him sooner. Because uh, look at the shape the world's J- Japan's in. So, yeah, I mean, I understand yeah. as an anime point, you know, plot, you know. I hope they go into so. that next season, actually. Yeah. I hope Star and Stripe has something to say about that. Well, she went before it was approved. Yeah. And like, that scene when she was on all the B2 <laughs> stealth bombers flying in. Dope. I saw a TikTok and somebody took it and put the Team America theme song playing and I was cracking up. Oh, I need to go check that out. I gotta find it. I'll send it to you. It was so funny. It was like, America! Fuck yeah! I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! When yes. they said she was flying there, I was like, what is she, Superman? And then she's just like standing up on the beach. You got a bummer. <laughs> oh, that's badass, bro. That's badass. She, 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 she is officially like my favorite hero now. And yeah. I don't know what her quirk is, but I'm assuming it's fucking broken if she's America's number one hero. So she's going to be way too overpowered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. So since we're coming into the end of season six, what, what's your guys' thoughts on when season seven is going to start coming out? Uh, I mean, like the actual season seven, like release date. Yeah, it's not out. It's not. It's not announced yeah. yet. So well, I, I know think, we're getting one, obviously. But I think it'll be, uh, um, you know, this uh, coming up this uh, winter uh, anime season. I think winter. Fall. Yeah, I, I think winter. Dang, I, mean, I was going to say next fall. Fall 2024. My, my very educated guess based on when every other season has come out is going to be spring 24. Because yeah. it's like every season has come out exactly about a year after it finished. So I think we're going to be getting Impressive. the spring 24. But who knows with... I don't remember what studio does them. But with all the anime coming out, all the studios being late and stuff like that, who knows? Yeah, they, they've been working, working. They've put, been putting over... They've been putting in overtime for our overtime for and sure, I dude. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really excited for Star Spangled Mommy. I don't know about you guys, but uh, <laughs> Tyler, you want to get us into One Piece this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week we got um, One Piece 1055. A shadowy figure pulls these strings. Onigashimas and flames. Um, 
quick summary real quick. Um, while Sanji speculates about what is happening to his boy uh, body, we learned that Kinemon, Kiku, and Kondro are still alive. This allows Orochi to carry out a last-ditch plan as more and more parties are getting invo- involved in the bat- battle. So we switch gears to Sanji's fight with Queen in this episode, and also some other things going on as well. But speaking of Sanji, we're getting to see a little bit uh, more about the weird shit that's happening to his body. He's starting to get like, um, uh, we see in this episode, he, he's, he's starting to get his exoskeleton. He's, uh, he's, you know, swords are breaking in half on his body. He's got his, uh, super regen health. Like he, the only thing he's missing right now is his, uh, cold heartedness. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Y'all think it's coming soon? No, I don't think it's coming soon, man. Sanji's gonna Sanji's gonna be Sanji and like stick to his guns and be who he is. But I don't know why you'd be mad about becoming like part cyborg and being a fucking badass. Well, I mean, think about all the, all the things he's been through and and how hard he's tried to like separate himself away from the vent vent smokes. Yeah, and then ah, man, right in the middle of battle, like you're becoming exactly like the people you you fucking hate. That'd be a I lot. Would, I feel like, just saying, I would be a little more focused on the fight in front of me and not run around going, oh my god, what's going on with me? Why am I fucking getting hit with bullets and feeling like I got pinched by a fly, like, bit by a mosquito? Why can't I take a sword to that? I'd be like, oh, let's take advantage of this and fuck him up and worry about that later, you know? See, I would I would also be doing that, but I, yeah, I thought it was weird he, like, completely stopped fighting Queen for a minute and started running away. He's like, oh, I'm so scared right now. He can nah, use a little bit of cold heartedness. Put the raid suit on. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm with he Queen on this one. A little bit more killer instinct. Um, I'm with Queen on this one. Let's throw the raid oh, suit back sure. on. I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't know, guys. He calling himself guess... Soba Man. Soba Man, <laughs> give him to me. I didn't. I didn't really uh, care for this episode much because it, it made Sanji uh, like it just it just done him dirty. I th- I felt like. Like big time, so. Hey man, he's not the he's not the number four on the straw hats for no reason. You know, he's not Jinbei, yeah. he's not Zoro. Come on, yeah. Damn, we gotta knock him down to number four. <laughs> Dude, this is Jinbei. Come on. I mean, I ain't arguing with you, but like, I ain't really even think about it like that. <laughs> um, I mean, he can he can still throw that in the kitchen, so I, I give him something. But as far as fighting, I think you're right. Um. But guys, like, do you think this 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 feeling, this fear of becoming heartless is is like real, Tyler? Like, do you think that that's a real possibility? Um, honestly, no. Um, because you know he, I don't think that he would let himself do that, be become that. If you know what I'm saying, I think in in a way you know, being heartless or whatever, uh, is in the, uh, user's decision kind of. So, uh, back in the day, you know, his brothers and sisters, they had to become heartless kind of, I believe to survive in that atmosphere with his dad and parents or whatever. Sanji has a, you know, Luffy and, and you know every, all the straw hats to keep him um, in check, I guess you can say. So I, I think he's got a really good support system. I think that uh, it's uh, it's not likely. 
to yeah, happen. And, so. and, and like to your point, like his sister is not heartless. Yeah. Um, at all. She helped him escape. You know, she understood his pain. His brothers are just dicks. Well, I if I remember correctly, going back to Whole Cake Island, I don't think his sister had all of the genetic modifications that the the boys did. Oh. Okay. I, if I remember correctly, I don't think um they did that because well that's I'm assuming that Sanji's father is kind of misogynistic and all that kind of shit because I that's, that's that. who it'd be. Yeah. Like going off of what Tyler is saying, I think, you know, just the difference in upbringing because Sanji actually has a real father role model, you know, in Zeph, our boy yeah. at the Baratier, you know, he had a way different upbringing. He's been through so much more. He wasn't just programmed to be a mindless killing machine. So I think he'll get through this fine. I just think it's really badass to have an exoskeleton and be able to like take bullets and shit. So it is like embrace I mean, it. That's such a power boost for him. And I mean, we'll see what else you know he gets out of this. But not being susceptible to swords or bullets, like that's great defense. We know we are. Yeah. We he already has a great offensive arsenal. Um, but he had like a normal body. Now he's pretty much immune to to most physical attacks. So definitely. That's, that's freaking dope. That's I feel like dope. if uh, Sanji can stay Sanji and still pull off this, you know, the other uh, modifications like he's doing, like he's gonna be like top tier. Like, yeah. Does that put him at number three, Dan? Number four. Oh shit, man! <laughs> Hard luck at number four. He ain't got oh. nothing on the son of the sea, dude. I mean, he's a former warlord. The first son of the sea. Put some respect on his name. Um. Really? But we also saw some some uh, some characters to me who I thought were dead already. They should have been. Um, so we saw that Kanjiro, Kinemon, and Kiku were alive. You know, yeah. like I mean, did anybody feel some type of way about that? Because I I personally didn't like it. Um, speaking of ass pulls that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, uh, Kinemon still being cut in half by law, even though he's been attached for. What in real time is years at this point? I thought well, it was ridiculous. No, real time is like, well, like I'm talking about in our, weeks, in our in, but in, in our, our time. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I thought that was kind of wild. But I mean, um, they do have a point because he he wasn't attached uh, properly, you know. So that is true. Nah, I guess that's a that's a that's a Oda. so technically laws uh, laws magic or whatever um, is still you know. Uh, working to stop that i guess blood flow i guess uh and ke- keeping him alive at that point yeah I'm assuming. And, and and positives you know we still we get to see kinemon talk talk through farts again oh, i was i was about to say speaking of ass pulls <laughs> <laughs> that's a major know. ass pull oh he can speak just, with farts I was like, that's a, that's both impressive and scary well, i'm just sitting here i'm like push. with Ash push, yeah, not an ash pull. Good call. <laughs> I just, I think with like how serious the show has gotten, it was, it was nice to have some like comedic relief interjected. But at the same time, like do it a different way, man. That was, I just, I don't know. Like I completely forgot about that part from reading the manga because it was, it was over a year ago at this point. I can't believe right. it's been a year since that came out. Um, but I was like, oh, I forgot about this shit. But. The fact that he was only concerned with getting Kiku saved, good for Kinemon, and the fact that Kanjiro was alive, just put that fucking clown in the ground, dude. I'm so sick of him. Right. And Orochi too, bro. Like, get rid of him. Yeah, we thought Orochi got killed. Yeah. 
Dude, they cut a, off all the heads of, of the Hydra. Like, why is he still kicking? Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah, that's how Hydras work, though. You cut you cut off one head, they grow more. You can't that's kill true. a Hydra like that. So people got to stop beheading him. I don't know what what's up with that. They just got to body him. Cut him yeah. all off. Because um, <laughs> it was both Kinemon and then also Kaido cut off his head, right? Was it Kaido? Yeah, Kaido cut off else. his actual head. Yes. In human form, and then he came back and he went into his devil fruit hybrid form, and the samurai chopped off every head, so I was like, God damn it, just get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. But, so. I'm sure it's going to lead into the plot somehow, and there shouldn't be a big part about it, and uh, just probably, you know, like, him being around is there for a reason, I'm assuming. Well, we, I mean, we got at least one reason in this episode. He, uh, really spurred Kanjiro to, you know, make one last move and release a uh, Kazenbo. That, that fire ghost that we saw. Now the, now the whole castle's on fire. That thing's, you know, going through walls, lighting everything on fire, man. Yeah, um, and as if you call back to previous episodes, the fact that all of Onigashima is just a ticking time bomb with all the ammunition and the firepower in the basement, like, not looking too good for him. No, no, no. Yamato better hurry up, bro. She better, he he better like figure something out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going down. Things are heating up quite literally. Sorry for the pun, boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also saw Apu talking to Drake X X Drake, excuse me, um, about a secret plan with some giants. Guys, uh, what would you guys think about it? Apu is a fucking idiot, man. About the number. Hell. I don't care how beat up the straw hats are. Like, first off, Frankie and like Jinbei aren't doing that bad right now. And they could take down the numbers. Like, that's just fucking stupid. Apu's an idiot. And Brooke, yeah. too. Like, Brooke ain't like he's Do chilling not too. sleep on Brooke. Yeah. yeah. Brooke has hardly has he taken any damage yet? Uh, I mean, he's a skeleton. Does he really take damage? He just cracks and drinks some milk and he's back to full power, right? I mean, he was getting Ooh. pieced up by that sam- samurai on Thriller Bark. That's true. That's true. That samurai is also like a legendary samurai, though. So yeah, that, yeah that's true. That's true. The I mean, body Ryuma it? got something going for him, <laughs> and he was surviving. So yeah, he he's pretty tanky, uh, low key. But well, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see how he thinks he's gonna stir up some some noise with three giants. They crazy. Nah. They they must not ever heard like what happened if like Thriller Bark, you know. Like, yeah, they, they took down a literal <laughs> giant giant, like yeah. the biggest, baddest giant there was. They just took him down to these, you know, without right. Luffy, right? I think, yeah, Luffy, without Luffy, it, it, I think it was Luffy, right? Well, Luffy did the final blow, but yeah, it was, it was a team, real team effort there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in the show, by the way. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think them giants have, like, like he said, Apu. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, bro. He he's just spouting off nonsense at this point, right? And so. uh, I, I think <clears throat> X Drake knows he's being a goofy ass. Yeah, X Drake's a marine spy. Like we know that he's part of Sword. Like he ain't gonna let that shit happen. No, he's like my folks is pulling up, man. I ain't I ain't gonna do nothing with you. Hey, my yeah. boss, my boss is that dude's grandpa, man. I can't piss him off. <laughs> I'll get full hockey guard punched in the face, and I ain't I ain't living through that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> But I guess the uh, the last p- point that came out in this episode is CP0 starting to make their move on a Robin. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, what fucking rat ass little bitches those guys are, dude. You wait till everybody's beat up. The war, the fight's been going on for like 72 hours. Like there's bodies everywhere and you're just up there playing chess and sipping tea. And now you're going to make your move. Nah, come on, man. Shoot. I might have, personally, I would have waited a little longer. Yeah. Get to the end game of the fight where there's only a few big people. And now it's like, okay, now we can steal it because everybody's tired. You know, well, I guess they got to get to her before before she gets killed or something like that. You know, they got. Yeah, Robin can take Robin can take down Mister Finkel Finger Pistol, no problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she she didn't look too happy about seeing him though. Shoot, no, I wouldn't be. Mm-mm. And fortunately, like uh, if the fire helped anything, it helped. I, I think it helped him escape a little bit. So it put some distance in between uh, CB Zero and Robin and uh, Brooke. So. Definitely. That's, that's one good thing about it. Yeah, it's really true. And and we know that some of the uh, world government ships are pulling up to uh, Guano. So it's really going to get spicy for Robin. It, it's. I wonder if she actually gets kidnapped and they have to go save her. That'd be, that'd be super cool. Ra- round two with a water seven. I'm with it. I'm with it. Bring it back. One you, more time. You think Brooke's going to let that happen, bro? Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> nah, yeah, Brooke ain't gonna let Luffy ain't gonna. Nobody's gonna let that happen, man. They're like, we've already done this shit. We've already been through this, man. We're not doing it again. Yeah, she, she said she, she wants to live. It's yeah. over, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll take that out. I'll take that out. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, the episode I did with Kaido and Luffy getting some fucking blows in. And after this episode being kind of like mid animation, a lot of like reaction shots and stuff like that, they just said, fuck it. And just spent like 80% of the episode budget on a two-minute fight between <laughs> Kaido and Luffy. Yeah, that shit was funny as hell. Because <laughs> when they were introducing the giants that Oppo, the numbers or whatever, I counted. I counted. I was like, okay, I wonder how long they're going to uh, drag out this introduction to these giants. And it was um, it was 28 seconds. I got half a minute out of saying three names. It was amazing. I, I was just sitting there laughing. And then as you said at the end, I'm like, oh, so this is where they spent all their money and time. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so, with the last with the last shot being like that, I just hope y'all ready for the next episode because the first ten minutes is going to be that exact shot in just multiple angles. Yo, you're not a liar. <laughs> you're not a liar. We go through this on a uh, weekly basis. Yeah, yeah I'm I, calling it. So y'all be ready. I think our genius plan to go to the biweekly rundown and swap shows back and forth might be really good for One Piece. Yeah, I, I could deal with that. Jesus, because we don't have to sit here and talk about reaction shots for 15 minutes. <laughs> nah, especially all the peak going on, dude. Oh, man, it's going to be a hot summer. Yeah. Yeah. If, I will say, though, the to-be-continued scene at the very end, that was gas of the anime. That was different and new, and I really enjoyed that. But yeah, they flowed into it, didn't it? Oh, they flew right into it, dude. It was money. That's where they mm-hmm. spent like a third of the budget. Oh yeah. yeah, very clearly. I, I I did love that. It was a good way to end the episode, and it, it at a, least not leave me completely disappointed. That was a nice. thirty thousand dollar to be continued sign, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. That's so sad. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's gonna do it for the weekly rundown on our end, guys. Uh, Bass, you want to get us going on one of the most classic and for one of the most well known and well regarded anime movies out there? Yeah, sure. So, guys, yeah. Like Dan just said, we're doing an exploring the classics uh, section here, talking about Spirited Away. I believe this came out in 2004. 
Uh, so 19 years ago, and fun fact, I had not seen it. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time, I believe. Dan had to watch this in, uh, in middle school or, or elementary school a ton. Um, so I'm not sure if he was excited, but to get into it, Spirited Away is the story of 10-year-old Shira. How do I say her name? Shahiro. Shahiro, excuse me, guys. At the beginning <laughs> of the story, her and her parents stumble upon an abandoned amusement park. After Chihiro's parents are turned into pigs, she finds out this park is being used by spirits as a resort. She then meets a new friend, Haku, who helps her escape this brutal, that brutal world and turn her parents back into humans. So I know Dan has seen it. Tyler, have you seen this movie? Had you, had you watched this before? Uh, it was a long, long time ago. Like, um, I'm thinking uh, around when I was 10 years old, maybe a little bit before that, I would say. So okay. it's not something that I guess you would say I paid heavy attention to, you know. Right. It was at that time, you know, point in my life. So I, I did watch it, but I would uh, put heavy emphasis on watching it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely. I think um, the first time I watched this movie was in sixth grade in my multicultural class. Basically, it was a class where you just learned about different cultures and stuff like that. Okay. Watch movies in Chinese sub, Mexican, you know, or Spanish sub, all over like Mexican stories, Chinese stories, this story, that story. That's really cool. cool. But yeah. um, I think the first time I watched it was when I was in sixth grade, like I said. And, um, you know, that was right around what I think the target audience age is for this is like that 10 to 12 year old kid i could yeah. agree with and, that yeah and watching a sub movie in class was fucking cool dude because i was already a weeb so big fan <laughs> of that i mean i know that was right up your alley man i wish i wish my school had done shit like that we got to watch like romeo and juliet and you know uh shit like that so no no cartoons for us bro no i don't think we had the budget for that we were sharing books um <laughs> you could have been sharing movies dude uh, yeah i guess that's cheaper than books <laughs> but yeah guys like right off the bat it, it kind of just starts with uh this family moving to a new town city or city um and right you know right from the get-go even when they're still in the car i i noticed how shihiro's parents treated her they kind of were very very dismissive of her, of her and i really really did not appreciate that I was yeah. kind of happy when they got turned into pigs, even though it was scary for Chihiro. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm being that, hard on the parents today, actually. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're being real bad on parents today, dude. <laughs> but so that point of the movie was to clearly show how timid and nervous uh, Chihiro was. Very true. That was the point of it, because like, what little kid wouldn't want to do that? You know, right, that's what you do when you're younger, right? You yeah, you're like, oh, let's go check it out. Let's do yeah. it. This is awesome. But that was kind of just to get across the point that she's a she's a really scared child. She's very timid. And that kind of plays into the rest of the movie. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the movie <laughs> in the end, you know, it is. It, yeah. it is very, very true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was just tough for me. Um. I, I have a, a very supportive parents, so that was hard to watch for me. I didn't appreciate them, but uh, she got them back in there, and it was it was it was cool. It was cool. Um, but to be honest, like they sh they should have listened to her all the way through, like every point they should have listened to her. So yeah, she nah. she was getting bad vibes. <laughs> nah, 
It would have been a really lame movie if they didn't go in that tunnel. It would have just been like some girl moving into a new house and getting bullied in like middle school or something, dude. Come on. I've been okay with that. What? <laughs> no, I mean, no. Not, not the situation. I was just saying overcoming bullies. Let's put a spin on it. <laughs> Let's we would have just up. missed the whole point of the film, dude. That would have run over your head. This reading comprehension thing has got to come back. <laughs> so 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 like speaking of like the the message of the theme of the story like what did you guys pick up on that when you were kids when you watched it not no. as much um like you definitely kind of got the gist of it but i think going back and watching as an adult you can really hone in on it mm-hmm. like actually i watched it with my wife and she was like what's the point of that i was like caitlin 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 come on <laughs> yeah, i had to explain well, it to her i felt <laughs> the same way though like um uh, me, me and my sister watched it, and at the end, we were like, what, what was that even about? Um, so I had to get online. I was like, you know, what, what the hell did I just watch? This happened to me with Akira, too. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, but yeah, no, it's actually got some pretty deep themes, and I thought, I thought it was really cool. And like you were, you were saying earlier, Dan, uh, before we started the show, that you know, there's a foil in here, um, and, and blackface. Sorry, no face, excuse me. <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it from the podcast. <laughs> Guys, it's okay. He's a black man. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I said it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, No Face is his name. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was a really cool movie after I understood what it was about. And you can definitely tell that Chihiro like grew up a lot during this time, um, especially like the first time she goes like down from like the garden area to the the water heating room. Like she's like climbing down the stairs extremely slowly. Even though she's in a lot of danger, needs to get down there fast. Oh yeah! And then by the end, she's like walking on pipes that are breaking. It was it was cool to see, man. It was really really cool to see. But uh, Dan, you want to do you? Could you kind of explain how No Face is a foil? Yeah. So um, so like two, a couple of the key points in this are you watch a hero and you see her grow from a timid young girl to a confident young woman, yes, and sir one of her big fears is going to this new school and not knowing anybody and being lonely. So no face is kind of like he comes to this bathhouse. He's just seeking attention and he wants people to see him and know who he is, which is why he starts making gold and everything else. He loves the attention he's getting. The difference is, is that let goes to his head and he kind of like thinks that he's the most popular guy in the world, stuff like that. While Chihiro sticks to her guns and stays true to herself where he didn't. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it makes perfect sense to me. And um, yeah, I think they were trying to, at least looking back at it after I watched it, I think they were trying to um, explain like the pitfalls of being like that. Uh, just wanting to be seen and going out of your way and not being true to yourself to get attention. It's not good. It's self-destructive in the end. Um, yeah. I even, mean, how many even, times? Oh, Go, go for it. Oh, I was gonna okay. say, like, how many times do you see it in movies and TV shows and even real life where, like, you know, an outcast gets a little taste of what it's like to be popular and just goes to their head, you know? Yes, it's it's destructive, man. Or just being a you know a people pleaser in general. Because no face, you know, he was pleasing people just for himself. Um, and that and that can be draining. I don't think it's gonna turn you into a literal uh, monster who eats things, but there's it, it, other very very bad things if you go down that that road. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, the reason he turned into a monster is because Chihiro basically was like, nah, fam, I'm not interested. 
Yeah. And, and that set him off. That set him that. off the deep end, dude. And they just started eating people. <laughs> she got mad because they were smiling and laughing. <laughs> it's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> were there any like characters or plot points in particular that you liked, uh, Tyler? Uh so like I really enjoyed uh like Jihiro and my favorite my favorite characters of the show was Yubaba's dogs. Of oh, the little heads? Yes, that is that is her dogs. <laughs> the that is her head. dogs. That is my favorite characters of this anime. Because one of them's was just rolling around, they're just making weird noises. I'm pretty sure that huh, 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 huh. like great comedic relief, yeah. dude. I dude, loved they, it. They were Bro. scary to me. No. <laughs> there were just three little green heads, I think it was, and I was like, oh no, this is this is not good. But I was just like, bro, I figured out these they, are they dogs. Were so yeah. And yeah, what, uh, oh, I was gonna say one thing they do really well in this show is all the characters are actually ba- based off Japanese mythology. Really? Yeah, know every, that. every single spirit is based off a of yokai from Japanese lore. So they do a really cool job of that. Uh some of them are just kind of like I don't want to say like exact copies, but like they take things from them. He might have changed the design up a little bit. But my favorite character is the radish spirit with the bucket head and his ass hanging out. That's just fucking a drippy look, dude. <laughs> um, I think oh, this, this is hard for me. I think my favorite characters were you, Baba. Uh, obvious reason. She's like one of the centerpieces of the story. And I just thought how she treats everybody was hilarious. You know, in real life, I would hate that. But I thought it was like kind of funny in the movie. Um, but she did have like a, a little bit of a code for herself having to give people jobs if they wanted to work. But me, Haku, the river spirit was freaking awesome. Um, him trying to figure out who he was on the sly and then being so helpful to Chihiro from the get go. I thought that was really cool because he was like, hey, remember. I thought it was a really cool line to say, hey, remember, I'm your friend. Even though he couldn't act like that when they went inside of the, the, the resort, he, he let her know and he guided her in the way she, uh, she needed to go to get, the back, get back out of there because he was in the same situation. It was friggin' awesome. I really enjoyed his character. Definitely. And Haku paralleled Chihiro really well because uh, one of the key themes of this movie is to not lose who you are as yourself. And Chihiro never does, but Haku did. But thankfully, Chihiro helps Haku find himself and has him remember that he is a river spirit who was basically brainwashed by Yubaba to be like a mercenary, not a mercenary, but like, you know, the cold hearted guy, the thief, the backdoor shady shit guy. So it was good to see that at the end. That was basically basically her own personal ray. Yeah, though, that is true. That is very, very true. And like, yeah, like you said, Dan, it was it was cool to see Hichiro, uh, Chihiro regain her name. You know, and I think that was a lot of symbolism as far as her, you know, figuring out who she is and growing up. And that was like her final steps. Um, even in the in the in the end where she has to pick her pig parents out of the lineup there and she says, no, they're not here. I don't think that Chihiro would have had enough confidence self-confidence to actually say that at the beginning of the movie so it was good she got her name she got her parents and she got out and you know she was still a little timid once she got back with her parents but she she definitely was a different person it was really cool to see definitely so i got like a theory on how she figured that out y'all have anything 
the big part? Nothing. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the only thing I can think of is that her like dad had pig, like still had his hair, and none of the pigs so, had his hair. But that's all I can think of. So I got a theory. So every time we see her go, uh, you know, visit her uh, parents or see her parents, especially the la- latest time with Haku, um, the pigs, all the pigs, clearly do not pay her any mind. They just go about eating and just uh, wallowing and. Just basically doing pig stuff, you know, not looking at her, nothing, just ignoring her existence. Only when she had the little uh, the ball or whatever, um, the medicine ball or whatever. So this time, if you notice, when she come up there to pick them or whatever, all of them was their attention was solely on her. Like they was focused on her, not doing nothing else. They they wasn't rooting around. They wasn't doing what pigs do. So. I feel like she knew that that's not how pigs acted and that it was a setup is my honest theory. So, Ooh, that's actually pretty solid. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely checks out. Yeah. Cause they were being very, very orderly. Like you said, I, I was wondering about it kind of in my head, uh, after it happened, I was like, how does she know? And I got to think about it. And that's what I come up with. That's it makes sense. So. Yeah. I also thought the animation was pretty good for coming out in 2004. Pretty good? Studio it's fucking Ghibli, God here, dude. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Ghibli don't miss, bro. Yeah, Ghibli they, don't miss, no, dude. No, that, that, was, that was, it was good. It was, it was very, very good. Like, I, was, if, I was impressed. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a fan of anime and you've never had a Studio Ghibli wallpaper, like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's the top tier <laughs> animation, you know? Like, nobody, nobody even hangs with it. I mean, like, the new gen stuff's cool. But it's all CGI. This is all hand drawn, and the landscapes are fucking stunning. It was it was pretty beautiful. Speaking of like the animation scenes and stuff, it felt like most of the time the backgrounds that was drawn on, it looked like it was uh, painted. Did y'all not notice that? It looked actually painted. I did notice that. Yes, I, I said I, I mentioned it while I was watching. Yeah, they had somebody actually painting some of this stuff it was cool yeah, man and it looked gorgeous i loved it i loved that uh aspect of it so yeah every every ghibli movie there is looks like that dude miyazaki is a fucking yeah. legend for yep. sure awesome yeah well guys that is a little 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 insight on spirit away this is a movie that we could probably talk about if we really wanted to dive into it for probably about 45 minutes to an hour. But uh, I think so. Yes. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Plus, we <laughs> want to encourage y'all to go watch this too without like spoiling all the major uh, plot points. So, yes. definitely. Yeah. If you're a fan of Disney movies, Disney like touches the heart, like Ghibli touches the soul, dude. Like, if you haven't checked out Studio Ghibli movies yet, that's the move to do. But we really appreciate you guys stopping by for. Anime DJs episode eight. If you guys want us to watch other Studio Ghibli movies, let us know in the Discord. We'd love to check some more out. And uh, thanks for hanging out and make sure to stay degenerate.